Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Soft Thoughts, a podcast about anything, everything, whatever's in between that. I am your girl, Danielle, with two L's. I feel a little tired already, but at the same time, I've been up since, what, 7 a.m. or something like that, so um, <laughs> not too much to that. It sounds like I need a nap. I'll probably take one after I start cleaning up and stuff, but I hope y'all have had a great week so far. Um, I would have came on yesterday, but I had to do my homework, so homework comes first, and I'm I'm sure y'all probably understand that, <laughs> but we're here today. We got an episode. I got things to talk about, so uh, yeah, go ahead and make sure your room's clean, first of all, <laughs> and uh, not even room, make sure your house is clean, your apartment, wherever you live at, make, clean, clean it up a little bit first, that way you can just sit down and relax with me. There we go. Yeah. Okay, let's go ahead and get this episode started. Alrighty, so reason why I told y'all to clean up, right? Um, (laughs) I've been reading this book called Master Your Emotions. And in it, one of the chapters that I've read basically says that your environment tends to affect your emotions. So having like a cluttered room, um, having like like an unorganized workspace, you know, that can kind of make you feel lazy or um, unproductive and things like that. And so by cleaning up and just sprucing things around, even just slightly changing your your living room space makes a huge difference in how you feel. And I can attest to that because, boy, I've changed my... I live in a studio. Of course, y'all know. Um, I've changed my place around at least three or four times this year. And that's just because I started feeling like... Like, I I didn't feel as productive. um, Or when I would be... I guess really going through it during those times, like it was changing the room around that kind of gave me that jolt that'd be like, oh, okay, everything's going to be better. And everything did get better. (laughs) But um, this book I've been reading, y'all, Master Your Emotions, is a, I would say it's kind of like boundaries, but is more cutthroat and short. <laughs> it has shorter chapters. Um, well, I wouldn't necessarily say shorter chapters, but like the chapters itself does not carry that much. It compared to like boundaries that had fifteen to twenty pages in one chapter, it would be like two to five pages <laughs> and you would think okay well it's a shorter book but it's more cutthroat than boundaries like boundaries you know it'll they'll sneak up on you with it and master your emotions it's like nah i'ma just slice you in the throat and you just gotta you know sorry it's halloween but i'm just saying um <laughs> or it's getting close to halloween but that's how i feel at times like i'm like oh the attackness i need to put this down <laughs> But um, mastering your emotions, man, uh, I'm not even going to, oh, I can't do an audible narration. Okay, that's another thing. You can get it on 
Audible. You can't get it on Kindle. You can get it on paperback, which I I prefer paperback, but I just bought it um, on Audible. I probably will eventually get paperback, but we'll see. But um, yeah, Mastering Your Emotions. Uh, this is like a, a basically a practical guide to overcoming negativity and better manage your feelings. And uh, my mom actually recommended me. <laughs> my mom actually recommended this to me, um, just because like I, I think I am a pretty sensible emotional person. Like I can definitely, I guess what they say they call people empath, where they can feel people's energies or their their moods. I can kind of feel that on me and I have to watch myself because I will take on that mood for no reason and it's got nothing to do with me. Or um whenever I do feel I feel so deeply like it it I have like I said I have to watch myself. Like I will um for those times if I'm sad, it can get real depressing. If I'm happy, I can get real, like, <laughs> ain't nothing wrong with feeling real happy at all. I just know, like, my my emotions, my feelings, they go to extreme levels at times. And um, I pretty much have to watch it. And at the same time, like, knowing that I have, like, deep, intense, passionate emotions about myself, like, I would say maybe seven or eight times out of ten, like I have to repress it, um, which I hate doing because then that makes me like, <sighs> y'all don't repress your feelings. <laughs> this is just from experience. Do not repress your feelings. Um, don't think that it's it's too much. Um, don't think that people aren't gonna understand it, and some people won't understand it. But you know, those who who care, they will take the time to, to learn you, to learn your emotions, to learn how you feel about things. And, um, and it's, uh, it's, it's not good when you repress things, especially if it's, it's hurting you or it's making you sad. Like it, I know for me, um, I tend to get sick. I will repress feelings of stress, feelings of anger, feelings of sadness so much, so down to make it seem I'm fine that I literally start getting physically sick. Like I'll break out in the sinus infection or I'll have an upset stomach or I get really tired or something in my body is like, stop doing this. And it's sending me a signal like, you know, chill out, like, Tell someone how you feel, write it down, do something, you know? And so this book, this book is kind of, I guess in a way it's helping me kind of understand why I feel the way that I feel, why I feel like, um, some of the things that I have experienced in the past and in the present, um, is happening and what I can do to, uh, counteract that or I wouldn't necessarily say control but like how to go about 
dealing with it. Like say, for instance, this first chapter is talking about survival. Um, your survival, what was it? <laughs> um, your survival mechanism and how it affects people or how it affects your emotions. My bad. Um, I had an odd thing about emotions in general before I even go into it. Uh, I kind of think of emotions like learning how to cook. <laughs> um, if if you have one of those parents where it's like, okay, they're cooking long enough or sometimes they'll be too tired and you're going to have to cook dinner. Um, it's almost like you're, you're learning how to feel around the kitchen. You're trying to figure out how long do I cook the meat before it's overdone or it's not or it's underdone. Um, how long do I cook pasta? How long do I cook rice? What mixes together with what? What spices do I need to put? Like trying to figure out what these things represent and how they coincide each other. That's that's how emotions are. So anyway, back to what I was saying with survival mechanism. I just wanted to put that out there. Okay, okay. So <laughs> um, your survival mechanism is basically how we used to, or I would say our human race used to go uh, about life back in the days of, I think he mentioned the, the tribes, um, whenever they had to find food for their, their families or find shelter when it's cold or find heat to cook things like, you know, and worry about whether they're going to get attacked, whether they um, experience some kind of natural disaster or something like this is the stuff that they automatically like turn on survival mode for and he was saying even though we don't experience that as much anymore we got things um we pretty much can move whenever we want to buy whatever we want have as much food as we want live um have like stable homes that can withstand just about anything almost everything, um, that we still kind of carry on this, this survival mechanism. And he notices that, he notices, (laughs) he recognizes that, um, a fear of rejection is one of those things. And, um, that's something that's been hardwired into our brains over centuries and pretty much, I may be reading off of it, off of the book, because I, I have it on Kindle, like I said. So some of it, I feel like he better explains more than I would. So if I start sounding like I'm reading something, I am. Okay, so <laughs> um, this hard wiring is why rejection can be so painful Um, while you... No, most rejections are no big deal. You nevertheless feel emotional pain, right? If you listen to your mind, you may even create a whole drama around it. You may believe you aren't worthy of love and dwell on a rejection for days or weeks. Worse still, you may become depressed as a result of this rejection. Uh, One single criticism can outweigh hundreds of positive ones, which I'm sure y'all have heard 
of like YouTubers, um, like people praising YouTubers, people praising influencers, singers, artists, entertainers, and seeing that one negative comment can like throw all the other positivity out of the window, right? And we're we're like that ourselves. And I know I am too. Like I can get complimented so much and let someone one time say something bad about me, something negative, and I focus on that negativity. And that's a weird thing because it's just one person, right? <laughs> but that one person is just, I guess, like, it, it's almost like we're perceiving that that threat of a negative, um, that negativity as a threat. And so we spark into survivor mode. And so, uh, um, what we have to do is just basically take responsibility and separating the real threats from the imaginary ones. Um, if you don't, you don't, you'll experience unnecessary pain and worry that will negatively impact the quality of your life to overcome this bias Towards negativity, you must reprogram your mind. One of a human being's greatest powers is the ability to use our thoughts to shape our reality and interpret events in a more empowering way. And so um, that's pretty much why I'm reading this book. (laughs) Is taking all that negativity that we keep inside of us, that people think we're not going to do well, that people think um, we can't make our own decisions, that we're not capable of making our own decisions, or we're not qualified to get a job so high, or we're not qualified to start our own businesses um, or move or, you know, just anything we want to do. Like, I believe... And so far, so good. This book definitely shows that that change um, of mindset and realizing like, like you're in control of it. Like this is something that no one else but you can do. And so uh, I will definitely <laughs> try to remember to keep reading it as I go along. But I'm in chapter three and that's just chapter one y'all like to shoot um yeah the lord what else have i been seeing from this book let me look um i remember something something stuck out to me uh that's what it is okay he mentions this thing. I believe this is chapter two. Um, yeah, this is chapter two. This is about the ego, right? And um, let me look through it real quick. I don't want to be too, too quiet. Okay. I gotcha. All right. So basically, um, the ego, right? (laughs) Um, 
ego can pretty much be mis- misunderstood as pride. And he basically cleared up the difference between the two. And so um, he's like, while pride is undoubtedly a manifestation of ego, that is only one part of it. You may show no pride and appear humble while still being controlled by your ego. So what is the ego? And pretty much um, he says that the ego is basically your your story, your self-identifying story. And that's that's different from I would say is is different from pride. But um one thing that the ego does is that it it relies on um I guess he he calls it a selfish entity and it just relies on itself to survive. And so uh we have to also fight off things that our ego kind of craves <laughs> and and I, I don't want to spoil too much more of the book but um reading the ego I have to reread the ego because there's stuff in there that I'm like oh wow I, I actually kind of do this sometimes that he's like yeah um no <laughs> um but yeah I, I think y'all should give it a shot if y'all kind of are in the same boat as me learning about yourself, learning about your emotions and how they work and function and trying to or master your own <laughs> emotions, knee slapper. Um <laughs> y'all give this book a shot. I Jesus, the book is yellow, first of all. And mm, excuse me. Ooh, I had breakfast this morning, so uh, it's all it's all settling it now. But the book is yellow, um, and it has a half of a heart and half of a brain, and it looks like a little bulb at the top. And the guy's name who wrote the book, uh, out of respect uh, of his name and my tongue, I will not be saying, um, <laughs> is spelled T-H-I-B-A-U-T. That's his first name. And his last name is M-E-R-I-S-S-E. And so y'all, y'all go check out that book. Let me somehow let me know. <laughs> um, I'll try to link something to where y'all can send me like voice notes or something to, to answer questions and everything. Um, but if not, try to share this with people. Try to figure out ways you can um, converse about things in the terms of emotions. And yeah. That's pretty much all I got for you this week. Um, I probably won't be able to put out. Uh, yeah, I got some things going on this week. I'm supposed to get my teeth removed, so I don't think I'll be able to talk till maybe next week or a week after that. We'll see. Um, but until then. <laughs> thank y'all for tuning in once again to another episode and uh i enjoyed you as you enjoyed me as we enjoyed each other i will catch y'all on the flip side 
Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Soft Thoughts, a podcast about anything, everything, and whatever's in between that. I am your girl, Danielle, with two L's. It's been a while. Hey, how you doing? How you mom and Dan? Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, it's been quite a while. Um, just about two weeks, I would say. Yeah, about two weeks or so. How y'all been? Hope y'all miss me. Y'all don't miss me too much. It's uh, I, I've been healing up and everything, so that's what I'm here to talk about with y'all today. But of course, we're in the car, so I'm on my way to go buy a microwave. Um, and I'm gonna take y'all with me on this ride here. So, without further ado, let's go ahead and get into this episode.